Welcome to Canada's Property Management Podcast, your number one resource for investing, managing, and maximizing the value of your real estate assets. And now, here's your hosts, Carla Brown and Adrian Schultz, Canada's rental property experts. In today's episode, I have a very special guest, uh, someone that I have had the pleasure of working with for a number of years, and that is Michelle Fong, who is a business development associate with Real Property Management Canada. So welcome to the podcast, Michelle. Happy to be here. This is awesome. How's it going, Carla? Good, good. I'm excited for you to be here as well. Um, But recently you were in a uh, conference. You actually participated as a speaker uh, with the, the RAIN, the Real Estate Investment Network of Canada, which we're a trusted partner with. And uh, you did a session there, I know, but we're not going to talk about your session today. We're going to talk about uh, one of the things that I found super interesting, and that was uh, where they really dove into where there's some opportunity right now for those that are looking at investing in uh, property management or an opportunity in the property management industry. So they went through eight different communities And very interesting to me, Airdrie, Abbotsford, Grand Prairie, Fort McMurray, Lethbridge, Barrie, Prince George, and Winnipeg. So Winnipeg, you know, the, I think the population there is just over 750 or in around that 750, but all of those other markets are relatively smaller. So what was your main takeaway from that? And then we're going to dive into some of these communities specifically. Yeah, before we dive into those communities, I think my main takeaway is the fact that with housing prices in Toronto and Vancouver reaching that million dollar average, investors are looking to start really taking advantage of cross country investing. And that's why we're starting to see those smaller communities and smaller pockets starting to gain a little bit more traction. For most people, the the million dollar average is just not in in the feasibility and the affordability, but they still want to invest. We all know that Canadian real estate is always going to be a great investment. But with utilizing property managers, utilizing technology that we've seen in the last couple of years, it makes it a very real possibility to still have a great investment, but not have to be right next to it. And that's why I think we're seeing this type of of growth within Airdrie, Winnipeg, Barrie. And really, we're seeing this across Canada, which is great news for investors, because the reality is, is they were never going to live in their investment property. That's why we have it, right? So if they don't have to live by it, and they can hire a property manager at that point, it just opens up the possibilities to what we're going to see across Canada. Right. And statistics show that more and more people are leaning into renting and and they're not renting in these dense areas anymore. They're actually going outside of those areas. And I I think that we have a blog post that was recently written on that, that topic specifically. But it's interesting that Every age category seems to be moving up and every center seems to be moving up in that rental space. So I think that not only is it a a good rental opportunity from a price point, but we're seeing lots of activity in the rental housing there as well. Well, that's the other thing. And something that we'll dig into more as we talk about the individual places is the fact that with the pandemic and remote work and just with some of the affordability in some of these larger metropolis cities, we are starting to see more renters want to navigate out. Now, I don't think affordability is the only challenge for renters in today's market. It's wanting the space. It's wanting extra rooms for your family, wanting a backyard for the dog. And you're not going to get that in downtown Toronto. You're not going to get that in downtown Vancouver, even somewhere like Calgary, which is not as nearly as large of a city, but you're still going to deal with the affordability there. 
Whereas if I was somebody, I mean, speaking from a millennial point of view, if I'm looking for that open space, I'm okay being away from some of those larger hustle bustle type of places, because that's what I was craving in the long term. And with remote work just becoming more and more popular in businesses and companies across uh, across our, our Canada, it's just going to become a reality that this is some this is the way of life that renters are able to obtain this high this different way of life where they can have the space and still work full time and be connected. It's kind of a crazy cool time for technology, though. Yeah, well, and you bring up a good point being a millennial because it, studies also show that millennials are purchasing houses three to five years older than previous generations. So they're waiting longer in life to do it. And from what I've seen from you as a millennial, it very much is about the lifestyle, right? Like that's definitely something that's very, very important to millennials. And they're they're that key investor and key renter right now. That is, and I, I think you make a great point there, Carla, that they are renting differently than previous generations, where previous generations, they were so sought after buying that home as soon as possible. And granted, the, the, with the way the economy was working, it was a totally feasible thing. Millennials are aware it's going to take them a little bit longer to build up that down payment. So they want to be comfortable while they're still building that up because they've already recognized it's going to be a little bit of a slower climb. So I may as well enjoy my time and find a place where I can still navigate my day-to-day life whilst I'm also saving up for that down payment. And I think that we're going to see millennials start being really the predominant investors as the other generations start to release other properties. And as Canada is also looking to build more properties across because we do have an affordability issue right now. Yeah, 100%. Okay, let's dive into some of these places because this is where I think it gets really interesting. So we're going to talk about Winnipeg first, uh, just because, as we know, Adrian, my my podcast co-host normally on the show with me, that is where he resides. And it was interesting because I read that um, there was a site selection magazine. I'm not 100% familiar with that. They had a list of top cities. And one of them, one of the top cities that they listed to invest in in 2021 was Winnipeg. So there must be some cool things going on in Winnipeg that Adrian hasn't told me about that is attracting people uh, into that community. So I'm going to let you lead this and uh, talk about Winnipeg first. I'm happy that we're going into the communities now and where that beginning conversation was was in cross-country investing. The reality is Winnipeg is a stable, great market. And it's not that there's a magic button or there's some brand new industry that's opening and attracting hundreds of thousands of people. It's just the fact that this market continues to show steady stats, continues to be stable, doesn't have the fluctuations that we're seeing in some of these other markets like Vancouver or Toronto. And so for investors who want to make more of a financial sense about their investment properties, they're able to to kind of see the historical patterns of Winnipeg and the fact that it doesn't have those types of fluctuations that they're going to be dealing with. Uh, say in Toronto. And I think that is what makes Winnipeg a great market, not only for investors, but also for a business opportunity, because you can rely on historical data that we haven't seen those those fluctuations in and where Winnipeg continues to show uh, a lot of strength within their real estate market and hasn't been as affected by some of the lower real estate sales that we're currently seeing right now. Uh, they continue to be really, really steady. Okay. So when you look at Winnipeg, it, I guess it's small enough to be not get lost in the big city, but still big enough to feel like you are in a big city. And I think that's something that that is attracting uh, people to that community as far as renters. And I think the transportation is a big thing as well in these in some of the centers where people are actually leaning into how transportation runs. Because if you are a renter, a lot of times that is something that you're looking for. You want to make sure that you're able to get onto public transit 
and you're close enough to your workplace, close enough to the amenities. And, and I think Winnipeg really, really offers that. So what else do you have to say about Winnipeg before we move on to the next one? Uh, Winnipeg, you know what, Carl, I think you just said it. It's that big city feel while still having the heart and community of a smaller town. And that is what renters are looking for right now. Investors are always going to be looking for what makes the most sense, feasibility on ROIs and, and, and getting that money and cash flow back into their pockets. But when it comes to renters, you're right. They want the walkability. They want to feel connected. They want to feel as if they are a part of their community. And that's something that Winnipeg is really doing right right now with their investments in transit in their and in, in investments in some of their more local community types of events and things like that. Renters can see that they can still have those big city feels, but have that space and have that more close knit community while still living in a larger, larger ish city. Okay. And Winnipeg is one of those. Well, actually, Manitoba is one of the areas that we are not represented yet within RPM Canada, right? So talk to us about that a little bit. It's like you're in the business development side. So I'm, I'm, you're looking at the people that are coming in interested in opportunity with Real Property Management Canada. How do we get people interested in looking at these centers in Manitoba? I try, I try to Adrian not to get offended when I talk about this, that nobody wants to open up an office in, in, in Manitoba, but I don't think that's the case. I think that there is property management companies out there uh, and there's investors, right? So that's who we're looking for. Absolutely. And, and I think it's wild and it's one of my missions to get an office in Winnipeg. And it's not that there aren't already great property management companies and people, but the thing is we want to find the right people to represent real property management in Winnipeg. And that's what it comes down to, because what we stand for within our brand and what we do as a franchisor is making sure that we are working with investors on these long-term strategic plans, that we are that relationship manager who's balancing the investor and tenant communications. And it's finding that right representation and person who really wants to show that they want to make a mark in the Winnipeg real estate market. And I think that is really what we're looking for in representation. So it's not that we haven't had some great interest. But we want to find the right interest and find the right person to really represent this great market because they would be the first and boy, could they make a splash. Yeah, yeah. And it's all about fit. You're right. And I know that we're very careful when it comes to that. And that's the area that that you work day in and day out on. So, OK, let's jump over to Barry. Now, now we're moving into a smaller market, right? I would say maybe 150, maybe 200 in that particular area. What's going on in Barry that's making it attractive to investors right now? They are moving some of the laws around in Barrie. They are working to make it very investor friendly when it comes to investing in the economic development of Barrie. And that's something I'm finding very interesting. So in Ontario, recently introduced is coach homes and laneway homes and, and making those approved for rental housing purposes because Ontario does need more housing as a reality. Barrie is also working on changing up some of the rules when it comes to their split level units as well as working with their investors to find ways in zoning when it comes to these laneways and coach homes. So I think that's what's going to make a really attractive investment for investors right now is the fact that you can purchase the lot, have the single family home on there, and then develop further and creating a secondary unit in the backyard. I think they used to be called mother-in-law suites, but with how fast the world is moving, they're so modernized now. They're beautiful homes, um, almost like a little bit like a tiny home, which I find very attractive as somebody who enjoys close spaces and, and enjoys that modern tech type of feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Ontario made a really bold move a few months ago, and I love it. I, I think that if I don't know how they're policing it. I don't know exactly how it's all working yet because that's still yet to come. But I think it's really interesting that they are now looking at 
how they can remove some of the red tape for developers to, to really build what our country needs. So I hope other provinces really start to look at that. So now let's move over to the other side of the country. So we talked about Manitoba, what somewhat in the middle, and then we headed east. Now let's head over to the west and talk about some of the communities there that you're seeing some huge opportunity in. Yeah, so really those two areas are outside of Vancouver, similar to how right now it's a great opportunity outside of Toronto. Outside of Vancouver is also seeing that that migration happening, not only on a renter side, but on an investor side as well. There isn't a whole lot of opportunities for investment in Vancouver. And the reality is, is they still want that area. Investors love the area. You can find a great tenant pool. The tenant pool in in the Vancouver and Abbotsford, Surrey area, fantastic because there is high competition. So you're able to qualify down and find great fits for tenants in your in your properties. But there's also another area of northern BC that's getting a lot of attention. And I find that very interesting because industries are wanting to open up in northern BC. It has something to do with the fact that they are a little bit closer to the ocean. So it's easier for larger industries who are using ships and freight trucks to make access and communication. But then that leads other people to want to live in those areas. So Prince George happens to be one of those areas that people are looking to move, people are looking to invest, and is growing as a city as well. So it's something that Rain was talking about, and it's something that we are starting to see more and more attraction towards is northern BC. Envious because it's gorgeous up there. It's a beautiful place to live. (laughs) That's a really interesting one, I think, when you look at um, Prince George, because they're close to port. So they do have that ship availability, so the transportation. So they have the ability to really attract manufacturing, construction, all kinds of business that needs to get their product out and about quickly and in different ways. And I would think that it's the price point to develop in a place like Prince George or a place like Abbotsford would be less than what your development costs are going to be in Vancouver. And I think the reality is, is that if we do want to beat this housing affordability issue and house Canadians, we're going to have to look at people doing some development, not just buying existing homes and developers are more and more leaning into that build to rent or purpose built rental. And these are definitely areas that are, I think, prime, prime for that, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, even on my own phone line, I get tenant calls for Northern VC and we're just seeing that start to migrate more and more. And it's just, it becomes a prime opportunity when it comes down to affordability. It's it's not out of the out of the basket to to want to commute long distances, especially with remote and hybrid work. If you only have to do it twice into Vancouver per week, you can live in this beautiful place and have a more affordable rent and have some breathing space and still have that connection into Vancouver if you need to get something done in one of those larger cities. Especially with the way to just technology keeps moving towards that, it's becoming more feasible and it's just becoming the reality of what the renters are facing with in today's market. It is a different market that we're seeing in renters and what they're looking for and how they rent is just different. And I think that's another reason we're starting to see these smaller cities really start to expand and welcome in new renters. Yeah. And I think from um, from our, our franchise organization viewpoint, we have seen a lot of activity that's coming to us, usually from the major centers. Some of our newer franchise offices that have opened up are opening up in smaller centers and they're starting to see success. So I think this is really grabbing hold that Yes, we want to put offices not just in Vancouver and Toronto. We want offices across Canada servicing all of these individual communities because people really like to deal with people in their community, right? They do. And that's why I love that RPM is a franchise network is because each office is independently owned and operated. And how I've always described it is you get that touch and feel 
of a small office, of a mom and pop shop, of somebody who knows the community, knows your neighborhood, knows where the best coffee shop is and the walkability, but also is connected with a larger network. So investors get to lean on the fact that they have that more customized personal touch. But the business owners and the franchise partners that we work with can still rely on a larger network when it comes to some of the challenges that they're going to see in their day to day business. And in these small communities, I mean, I some of the most investors I speak with are from these rural communities. The media is really going to always tout about the affordability in the larger metropolises. But sometimes it's easy to forget that houses are everywhere across Canada. Investors are everywhere across Canada. We live all across Canada. And property management is one of those things that is going to fit in almost every single market, because as long as people are living and buying there, property management is an industry that will also thrive alongside of it. Yeah, I mean, you don't go to any of these communities and not see a real estate company, right? So a property management company should be right alongside them. So that is like such a great point. Okay, so there we had Airdrie, Abbotsford, Grand Prairie, Fort McMurray, Barrie, Lethbridge, Prince George, and Winnipeg. And Michelle rounded us out talking about some of the ones that she's most passionate about and uh, where she sees the most opportunity in anything else, Michelle, that you want to leave our investors or, or potential investors with today? Um, this is my, always my number one piece of advice when it comes to speaking with investors. And the, that is the media is always going to tell you about what's the worst thing going on. But there's always silver linings. And it, with any recession, and you'll see this historically in the past, there are people who have found a way to win. And right now, what I see in trends with with what's happening around in real estate is the way to win is to start looking and being creative in your investment strategy. Look at other places in Canada, like these smaller towns that are showing economic growth, that are working with their investors to try and make the laws easier for investors by creating split units, laws, zoning laws that are easier, coach lane laws, laws that are easier. Um, because there are people that are going to take advantage of these things. And governments wouldn't want to do these if it wasn't in benefit to either investors or to renters. And that's really where in property management, we want to come in and help everybody else involved. A big reason of why I get up every single morning. So to all investors, I know what the media is saying. I hear it too. Um, but let's get creative and let's get into different types of strategies because there are definitely ways to win during this recession. 100%. There's always opportunity is what we say, right? So Michelle, if people want to get more information, uh, they can simply just go to our website, uh, realpm.ca. We have a contact information form there and just send Michelle a note. It will get to her uh, when it comes into our system. We're very proud to be part of the RAIN community where you did do a presentation this particular conference and where we got some of this information. So I know that you can also connect investors to that RAIN network as well which is um, it really does help them with that strategy too. So we are the managers of the property. We can give them some information, of course, in the specific communities, but RAIN has been an awesome resource as well uh, to point investors in the right direction. So thank you so much for joining us today. I think you've left our listeners with lots of information and things to think about, and I encourage them all to reach out to you. Thank you so much for having me, Carla. This has been a pleasure and I hope that I'm able to offer some advice and for anyone who wants to reach out, feel free. I'm happy to always talk about real estate investment and property management. Okay, now that's real property management. Thanks for listening to Canada's Property Management Podcast. If you like this episode, please subscribe and give us a rating, which will help us reach more listeners. Until next time, connect with us on social media and online at realpm.ca. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Century 21 Canada, the gold standard in real estate. Explore listings, find an agent, and get advice at www.c21.ca.